Law of Self-Defense content you are about to enjoy is presented for general educational purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice. If you are in need of legal advice, consult competent legal counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Our ongoing coverage of the Minnesota murder trial of Derek Chauvin over the in-custody death of George Floyd. I'm attorney Andrew Branker for Law of Self-Defense, also providing guest commentary and analysis of this trial for legal insurrection. As a reminder, I am live parlouring the trial in real time over at my Parlor account, which you can find using my Parlor handle at parlor.com. That handle is at Law of Self-Defense, no spaces. Now, as we noted in this morning's blog post on this trial, two of the already nine seated jurors were dismissed this morning for cause after telling Judge Cahill they could no longer be fair and impartial after learning of the $27 million settlement that Minneapolis agreed to pay the Floyd family. That announcement was made last Friday. This brought the number of seated jurors down to seven. The good news of today is that of the six prospective jurors subject to voir dire, two of those, number 79 and number 85, were acceptable to both the state and defense, bringing the number of seated jurors back up to nine. The even better news is that both of these jurors struck me as perfectly fine jurors for this case from the perspective of either the prosecution or defense, and I'll have more on jurors 79 and 85 in just a moment. Less good, prospective juror number 76, who self-identified as a black male who lived in the area in which Floyd died and who had the firmly established opinion that the Minneapolis Police Department was racist and had murdered George Floyd, had to be removed by the defense, burning a precious peremptory strike. Despite the explicit bias expressed by number 76, Judge Cahill declined to remove him for cause because number 76 was willing to say the magic words, that he could set aside those strongly held beliefs and be a fair and impartial juror. Surprisingly, the state did not raise a Batson challenge to this peremptory strike by the defense, a Batson challenge being a claim that the defense removed number 76 for reasons of his race. Apparently, the prosecution was sufficiently satisfied to have the defense burn another peremptory challenge in removing number 76. And again, I'll have more on prospective juror 76 below as well. Better for the defense, however, was news not announced publicly until the end of the day's court proceedings, but apparently told to the parties this morning that in light of the pre-trial publicity that exploded around the $27 million settlement news, Judge Cahill has agreed to allow the defense three additional peremptory strikes and the state one additional peremptory strike. This means the defense now has six peremptory strikes remaining after today's strike, and the state has five remaining peremptory strikes. Now, let's talk more about juror number 76, the self-identified black male who was struck by the defense. It didn't take long for voir dire of prospective juror number 76 to reveal a well-established bias against the defendant. Despite this, number 76 insisted repeatedly that he could set this well-established bias aside in order to be a fair and impartial juror and that he could return a not guilty verdict if it was supported by the evidence. He also cited the killing of Trayvon Martin as a comparable event to the death of George Floyd and desired to be a member of the jury so that he could, quote, make a difference. He also told defense counsel Nelson that although, quote, as a black man, I face discrimination on a day-to-day basis, he could nevertheless set that view aside to be a fair and impartial juror. He also stated that both the criminal justice system generally and the Minneapolis Police Department in particular were racist, 
But again, he could set those views aside to be a fair and impartial juror in the case of a defendant who, quote unquote, murdered George Floyd as a member of the Minneapolis Police Department. The voir dire of prospective juror number 76 is embedded in the text version of today's content. After the defense used a peremptory challenge to remove number 76, the court took a few minutes outside the hearing of any prospective jurors to make a record of each side's position on the dismissal of that juror so that this reasoning would be available in the event of an appeal. And I've also embedded the video of that record making in the text version of today's content. Let's talk now about juror number 79, who was one of the two jurors seated today. This would make 79 the eighth juror seated. Juror number 79, a male, came across to me as a perfectly reasonable juror for the defense as well as for the state. He worked in some kind of unstated managerial position with oversight of a staff, so a position of some responsibility. Interestingly, he had a rather pronounced accent, which sounded to my admittedly untrained ear as one of Central African origin. He was, however, a United States citizen and had lived in the Minneapolis area for some 20 years. He had once had his home burglarized and afterwards had a very positive interaction with responding police. Ultimately, number 79 was found acceptable by both the state and defense and seated as the eighth juror in this trial, and I've embedded the voir dire of juror number 79 in the text version of today's content. Let's talk now about juror number 85, the second juror seated today, making her the ninth seated juror. Juror number 85, a female, also came across to me as a perfectly reasonable juror for the defense and state. as She worked as a consultant for organizational restructuring. Uh, ultimately, number 85 was found acceptable by both the state and defense and seated as the ninth juror in this trial. And I've embedded the voir of number 85 in the text version of today's content as well. All the remaining prospective jurors today were dismissed for cause. Specifically, prospective juror number 75, a male, was dismissed for cause after saying he was inclined to trust police testimony more than he would bystander testimony. Prospective juror number 78 was dismissed for cause after stating that he would have great difficulty starting the trial with the presumption that Chauvin was innocent until proven guilty. And finally, prospective juror number 83 was very quickly dismissed after the court spent just a few minutes conducting voir dire entirely off microphone. The suggestion made was that she was so emotional about the Floyd death that she simply couldn't be a fair and impartial juror. Indeed, Judge Cahill indicated that she appeared to be wiping tears from her eyes as she left the courtroom. At the end of the day, Judge Cahill provided some uh, updates on various motions by the courts. In particular, Judge Cahill indicated he'll entertain the argument by the state. The state wishes to submit evidence from a Dr. Vincent. I believe this is supposed to be evidence about uh, George Floyd's state of mind to explain his conduct to the jury, uh, allegations that he suffered from PTSD and so forth. Uh, the judge is uncertain whether he will admit this evidence. The defense obviously is contesting this evidence. Uh, judge Cahill uh, will also consider briefs. So in, rather than verbal argument, written briefs on the admissibility or inadmissibility of the May 6, 2019 uh, arrest-related drug ingestion event of uh, George Floyd, the prior year drug ingestion event. 
Um, and he's holding off on that until Friday, but he anticipates entering rulings on whether or not that year earlier drug ingestion event will be admissible on Friday. Also, of course, to what extent it will be admissible. It doesn't have to be 100% or nothing. Uh, Judge Cahill also is still has under advisement motions by the defense on whether the case should be continued to a future date, given all the uh, publicity around the case right now, and whether there should be a change in venue for this case, and he'll have answers to those motions on Friday. Uh, he also explained at the end of day, although this was apparently a start of day decision that the parties were made of, that he's given the defense three additional strikes and the state one more strike. And uh, finally, all parties agreed to strike a number of upcoming prospective jurors based on their questionnaire responses alone. That was uh, a number of five jurors that are simply being dismissed because it was clear from the questionnaire responses uh, that they were not appropriate jurors. And that was it for today, folks. So we'll begin covering the trial again live on Parlor. My handle is at Law of Self Defense, no spaces. Uh, we'll do that again when things start up tomorrow morning at 8.45 a.m. Central Time. Until then, I'm attorney Anna Branker for Law of Self-Defense and commenting for legal insurrection. Stay safe.